0: Hi, listeners. Welcome back to Motivate, the Motivation and Inspiration Podcast. I'm your
1: host, Dahi D, and today's guest is Tony Robbins, talking about why you need to destroy your limitations and embrace risk.
0: We all have limitations, but we all can overcome certain limitations. Today's episode is a reminder that that is possible as long as you understand
1: who you are and stop seeking problems. We will all have to take risks in life, and you need to embrace it. That's it for me today. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode so you went quick over it but i know moments like oh i'm going to have to send a plane here to grab that to talk to this person i know those moments and there's a phenomenal quote you might remember it i'm going to paraphrase it uh which is the reasonable man conforms to the world the unreasonable man bends the world to his will therefore all progress depends on the unreasonable man
0: my favorite quote
1: oh my god it's so good and i'm always telling people on my team like because people often look at me and say, "Like you're being unreasonable." And I'm, yes, but like <laughs> literally, we all limit our—we don't even try because we think something is impossible, and therefore, you guarantee that it is. It is literally shocking how much farther you can go when you. My wife and I call it "no bullshit." What would it take? Just like you—you yeah. you put yourself in problem-solving mode rather than problem-finding mode, which most yes. people live there. And you're just like, okay, there is a solution. It might not be something I'm willing to do, but there is a solution. And when you get into that mode and then actually have the willingness to keep going, it's freakish what you can accomplish. But most people just never let themselves be that aggressive.
0: Yeah, I think I have a philosophy. I teach everybody on all my teams. I have 105 companies now. It's mind boggling and all these radically different industries. We're now doing almost $7 billion in business. I have no business background, but it's a certain core philosophy that allows you to grow anything. But it starts with the people themselves. And my whole thing is one choice is no choice. Two choices, the dilemma. there's always three choices. Like you said, I may not like the choice, but it's there. But more importantly, I think it's getting people to see that what they thought was possible, impossible is possible. The more you can give people an experience, like talk's cheap. But I've done enough things in my life with enough people at this stage. I've got a track record where it's like, I said it's going to happen. Most people say it's probably true. It's probably likely he's going to pull it off. Maybe I should jump on board, but the the mindset has to be destroy any limitation and move forward, move forward, move forward. There is a way, move forward. And I think uh, if you watch this, it's like taking off on a plane from, you know, I'm in Texas right now. If I flew from Dallas here to go to Hawaii, you're off course about 90% of the time. I'm a pilot. Uh, What if every time you're off course, oh my God, I'm off course, oh, I should freak out. Oh my God, I'm off course again. But you know, you just tack back and forth and you land exactly where you want to be Three, four, five thousand four, 5,000 miles you know, away. And I think that's how we have to navigate. But most of us, and especially during these COVID times, most of us have been conditioned not to, to take a risk. People ask me all the time, what does it take to be happy? And I always tell them, it's really simple. <laughs> One word, progress. Progress equals happiness. If you keep growing, you're gonna feel alive. And if you keep growing, you're gonna have more to give. And when you're growing and giving is when life is magnificent. It doesn't matter how many statues, Oscars they give you or Emmys or how much money you have in the bank. We've all seen people have all those things and I get the phone call because they're depressed or somebody commits suicide in that area. So it's really an inner game. And I think that's what's missing for us today. Everybody's focusing on the outside world. And how there's a lot of things in the outside world you'll never be able to control. You can influence, but you can't control it. This... Your mind, your emotions, your body. You have 100% control over what you do with these things. And that's where the game is won. You win the inner game, then you win the outer game. But a lot of people spent their life trying to win the outer game. They won and they're miserable. So to me, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And so many people are focused on success, still, which to me is like, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like success is getting what you want. Fulfillment is living what you're made for. You know, and it's like fulfillment and success, they're not even the same universe. And there's mm. nothing wrong with going for success, but you, you really got to figure out what you're made for. And nobody knows in the beginning. So you start where you are and you do what's in front of you, you do what's next, then you keep growing until you start to discover, hey, this is my real passion. This is my real hunger and drive, and it can change. People go for five, six, seven years and then they usually question their business, their career, their, their body, their relationships. And then one of two things happens. They change direction and feel renewed or they go, no, I got a great deal here. What the hell's wrong with me? And they recommit and they get stronger, but that's life. And if you don't grow, I don't give a damn how much you got going for you, you're going to be miserable. No,
1: man, I totally agree. That's something that I heard from you many years ago that I've repeated so many times. It's so true. I think the way that I first heard you say it is progress is a foundational pillar of human happiness. I was like, damn, like, that's so true. That idea of it just really sits at the foundation. I want to give you a Tony Robbins quote. Uh, And this is something going back to something you were just saying that I I agree with uh, incredibly well or or very much, which is uh, people have become hypnotized by a culture of weakness. And I was like, damn, like Tony's calling us out here. Uh, I agree with that. What, What is going on? And how do we shake out of it?
0: Well, if you're a student of history, there is a cycle of history that is plain as day. Good times create weak people, weak people create bad times, bad times create strong people, strong people create great times. This is the cycle of history, thousand years of Roman history. There's a great book I recommend anyone read, I read it in 1997. It's not a beautiful read, but you need to understand it. It's called The Fourth Turning. Or you could read the book Generations, but it's about 700 pages, 800 pages. Uh, You know, Bill Clinton gave me that book and that's where I started. And it explains how our thinking, our process is so affected by the way we're raised generationally, the experiences we go through. So let me give you an example of why we're having challenges today and why I'm more than hopeful. Let's say you were born in 1910. Now, Think about it this way first. Remember I talked about pattern recognition, pattern utilization, pattern creation. What gave humanity its greatest jump in its capacity was pattern recognition around seasons. Up until that time, we were hunter-gatherers, barely able to survive It all dependent on what was happening in the environment. We were dependent on the outside world. But once we understood the seasons, that planting in the springtime and then taking care of it through the summer Boy, in the fall you can reap, and then there's gonna be winter, you gotta hang on to this stuff so you can survive. Once we recognize that pattern, humanity transformed. Communities were created, eventually cities and countries and states, right? So think of it this way. There's also a pattern of your history as a human. Zero to 21, 19 to 2021 is a springtime, where everything's easy, it's easy to grow. Growth happens, you don't have to do squat. Your body grows, life grows. And some of us had a more protected childhood. Some of us had no protection. We had to step up and take care of things when we were seven or eight years old. But regardless, overall, it's a time in which people look out for you, you're taught things, you consume what you're taught. But once you come 19, 20, 21, roughly, and sometimes it's 16 for some people, 25 for others, but you get the picture, you enter a new season of life. You go to the summertime where you start testing and go, well, this is what I was taught, but do I really believe this shit? You know, this is what people say, but now I'm in a relationship, you know? And so all of this, this next 20 years is an explosive growth period if you work at it from 21 to 41. From 42 to 62 is a reaping time if you planted really in the spring and you pushed hard through the summer, you're gonna reap. Now, if you didn't plant in the springtime, you're gonna weep in the season. (laughs) You know, you're gonna be like, I don't have any money, I don't have any time, I don't know what to do, where am I going? But that's a season of power. That's when you really start to be able to lead companies, businesses, environments, and so forth. And again, some people get there earlier, some later. But overall, generationally, that's it. And then 63 to 83 is winter. And that winter time is a little different for somebody, right? Now that time is maybe it's time I'm an elder in the community, now it's time for me to mentor, to communicate. And if you're lucky, it goes 83 to, say, 103. Or the oldest living humans about 119 if you were lucky enough to do that. Maybe you get an extended period of time where you enter the next springtime. So there's seasons that you got to understand because if you plant in the winter, I don't care how hard you work, you get no reward. If you bought a house, sounds wonderful, in 2007, normally great. 2007, probably not so great. You're probably just starting to do okay in the last three or four years, right? So there's a timing to things. There's a timing in your life. There's also timing in history. So imagine you're born in 1910. When would you come of age? 19 years old, 1929. What did you grow up with? World War I ended during that time, the whole world celebrated, and the roaring 20s began, and you're in your teens, cars, radios, parties. You can't wait to turn 19, 20, 21, right? And what happens? For that generation, right at that stage of life, The whole game, the the wolves pull out from it, and people are jumping out of buildings, the economy goes to the floor, we got the dust bowl. But it didn't end there. Because what happened when they were 29? 1939, World War II. And you and I are too young to know it, but those around know that it looked like we were gonna lose. Hitler was storming across Europe. It looked like life as we know it was over. And these people went overseas and became heroes they face such unbelief, they were they were thought as flappers, they were thought as weak, they were a lot like a lot of the generation that you see today, you know, the you know Z generation, not so much because they're just coming up, right? But the millennial generation, my older people, they see them as weak, you know, they're snowflakes, they're this and they're that, but they have technology, they have insights. And when the outside world is demanding enough, not yet, because they're still fearful, they will grow. And that's when things change and so the season occurs. So think about the difference between the 30s and the 40s versus the 50s versus the 60s as we came after 63 into an American summer as a different mindset versus the 80s to the 2000, 2010. So we're right now halfway through winter. We're in another winter, it starts financially, now it's gone to health, but we're far from it. It's gonna be war. And it might be cyber war, it might be full on war, but there's zero question that China and the US are on a collision course that's going to shape the direction of humanity. And so the people that right now are alive today are gonna have to grow in that environment. I really think we're at a season where there's gonna be a whole new level of growth. And what I just wanna do is be one of the many sources that can give people perspective, because here's the problem, a year ago, People thought we're coming out of, you know, we've got vaccines now and we're coming out of COVID and it's going to be all over now. People were excited. But now after going through two years of this, there's a lot of people now that no longer have a compelling future. Like, you know, people talking about New Year's resolutions. Most people don't even have one because it's like they never followed through anyway. right? But at least they had something to look forward to. They're starting to get into learned helplessness. Learn helplessness is when something is so bad over and over again, you start thinking the problem's permanent. No problem is permanent. Or you start thinking the problem's pervasive because I haven't handled my finances, my whole world's over. Or because my relationship's bad, my whole world's over. Your life is bigger than that. Or all this is happening because there's something wrong with me. When you get to that point, you stop trying. And so, my goal right now is to shake that up for people. People need a new perspective, and you can't do it by just sitting and thinking. You gotta move your body, you gotta change your energy and your focus, cause low level of energy, I don't damn how smart you are, you're not gonna use all your ability. But if I get you into a higher state of being, mentally, emotionally, physically, then all of a sudden you start remembering who you are and you start coming up with answers that you never even thought were possible before.